This is Robert Harper with Virginia Farm Bureau's Grain Division. Thankful today and glad to bring you the Merchandiser Minute a day early this week. It's Thursday, May the 11th, 2023, and we're right here at the end of another tough trading day, a very painful week again on the futures market, looking at from a downside price perspective. We've had funds in the selling mode again this week, which has left the commercials as well as the producers scratching their heads, wondering a question we've all heard a lot this week, is the bottom in? And we're going to go into next week as well as tomorrow's trade with in the report that comes out tomorrow with that question, is the bottom in on these futures prices? So when we think about tomorrow, 12 noon Eastern, we get the first look at the 2023-2024 marketing year from the USDA. It's the monthly crop report, the monthly WASDE report, World Ag Supply and Demand Estimate, WASDE. We're gonna see a lot of numbers from them tomorrow at noon Eastern. You're gonna get new production numbers for Argentina and Brazil, both on first crop and second crop corn and soybeans. We're gonna see production numbers for this coming crop year. Uh, on corn and soybeans here in the United States. Remember, coming into this report, uh, last month's report, we're looking at produ corn production at 15.1 billion bushels, 180.7 as the yield. Soybeans coming into tomorrow's report, 4.4 billion bushels, estimated production U.S. soybean crop 2023, and that's at 51.8 eight bushels per acre. So we'll get those numbers again. We'll see if there's any adjustments. Y'all know you watch this. Normally the USDA doesn't make production adjustments in the May report. We're also going to see some important numbers tomorrow on ending stocks. What's going to be left over when this marketing year ends on August the 31st and what's going to go carry in to next, next marketing year, the 2023-2024 on September the 1st. So those numbers are going to be watched really closely tomorrow. We know that export demand for corns uh, and wheat has been very, very poor for many, many months. We're thankful that's not the case for soybeans, but you're going to see adjustments in leftover bushels, carry-out bushels, and carry-in bushels by the USDA in tomorrow's report. Uh, and I think we're also getting, I'm flipping my pages here, you're going to see uh, not only uh, U.S. ending stocks, but world ending stocks as well as U.S. wheat production. So be on the lookout for that. And we'll have to make some decisions around what the marketing decisions around what those uh, numbers show us. So this week, we, I talked about it being painful again, just another week, uh, another round of uh, futures markets going down when we look at the oil seeds, when we look at the grains. Money flow has really taken its toll on these markets since the middle of April. We know going back to COVID in the fall of 2020, uh, the managed money speculator, that participant on the futures board who bets on price direction, they were long corn and soybeans for a long time since the fall of 2020. We know now that managed money speculator is short corn. We'll find out tomorrow afternoon in the commitment of traders report. It looks like Potentially, they've liquidated all of their length in soybeans. They could have a small, uh, long position, or they could be neutral. We'll find that out tomorrow. But again, just the money flow, where speculators want their money. When we think about um, macro influences this week, the big outside stuff, we know it's been continued talk from Russia saying they're going to act in their own interest. 
about the Black Sea Grain Initiative and that May 18th deadline for whether it's going to be renewed or closed. And that'll mean whether or not bushels from Ukraine, uh, barley, wheat, and corn can leave or sunflower oil. So just more talking back and forth about that. Take a look on your quote screen at copper. We, we know when we think about outside big things, macro influences, we think about watching crude oil and how speculators trade crude oil. Are they trading it from a supply side of the equation or are they trading it from a demand side of the equation? And part of the sell-off in crude oil over the last few weeks is definitely coming from some folks with the idea that they're is a potential recession, depression, different economists call it different things coming. And that's obviously a demand indicator uh, to folks who trade energy, so they've sold off. Well, the same thing has been happening if you look at the copper chart. We know copper is a bellwether. It goes into anything pretty much that is electrical and needs electricity to run through it. So we've seen, especially just here yesterday and today, just big sell-offs in that market. Crude oil this week was a lot more stable than that take your head off kind of trade. I don't know how anybody can trade it when it was as volatile as it was last week. And equities are down so far this week. We got another day tomorrow, but just um, they're down, but they're stable. And obviously they could be down a whole lot more uh, than they are with the talk and the debate this week in Washington about the debt ceiling. We all um, need to educate ourselves, read, read from sources that you can trust about what it really means if we don't get this straight before the end of the month and the U.S. does, uh, to use the word default, uh, on its debt. Uh, you can find headlines that, that are just, uh, I've got some written down here, uh, trigger global downturn if U.S. defaults. U.S. economy will be decimated if we de default. U.S. unemployment will skyrocket if we default. So that debate has been going off, uh, going on all week, and that's part of the pressure on the equity markets and me saying they could be down a whole lot worse than they are. We, we got some tough news on Monday. Everybody saw it. It hit the mainstream media. Uh, Tyson released uh, a quarterly report, kind of a a review of what went on in the first quarter and a look forward for the rest of calendar year 2023, second quarter and on. Y'all have seen some of those stories, but you know they're citing a lot of issues um, in the protein business and it's helping them um, not be very as profitable as they want to be right now. So read up on that, but that was an overall bearish tone as well on the trade this week when we look at one of our most important uh, players in the world and here in the United States in producing protein with a, a quarterly report that wasn't where they wanted it to be, and we all know they're working hard to get it back to where they want it to be. We look at some of the fundamental things coming into the week. We saw the Virginia Crop Progress Report, topsoil moisture in Virginia, adequate to surplus 81%. We're thankful for that. Virginia corn was 74% planted. Virginia beans coming into the week, 32% planted. They're both well ahead of the five-year average. Same with uh, the U.S. corn planting at 49%. 42 is the five-year average. 
And wow, U.S. beans, y'all are getting them in the ground when we put everybody together. 35% planted coming into the week at 21% as a five-year average on beans. We did see the good to excellent rating on the winter wheat crop. We know it's as bad as it's ever been, up 1% to 29%, good to excellent. No more new demand news this week from an export perspective, and we did see China again cancel some corn. That's That's hard on what we're trying to do over here, and I tell you the export sales report today i've had the privilege of working for you all and being here at farm bureau for nine years and i don't i don't think i've seen an export sales report as poor as the one that we got today reflective of last week's sales so nothing new there we know demand is is bad so we're going to be looking for the commitment of traders report tomorrow to find out that managed money speculator position after we get the crop report in wise day at noon I'm going to leave you with this today to give Josie or I a call. Some of you have old crop bushels of beans and corn in the bin. We do have some opportunities out there. It's, it's, it's a great reminder, even in a bear market like this, when we're trending down, down, that we need to keep selling. We need to sell in small percentages on a regular basis. Give us a call. We can talk about old crop basis. We can talk about new crop basis now that you've got so much planted. We're thankful y'all are keeping safe on the farm. You're getting a lot done. Best wishes for a good week, and we'll talk to you next Friday. This is Robert at Virginia Farm Bureau's Grain Division.